Hey, Jesus Time family, welcome back to Jesus Time, where we get to talk all about what Jesus tells us in our times with him. And guys, we have come to the end of a very cool series about mental health. And not just talking about mental health, my heart and the heart of all of our guests who were nice and brave enough to to come on this podcast uh, was to talk about how Jesus meets us in those places of struggle, struggle with our emotions and our mental health. And wherever we find ourselves, whether we are joyful, whether we are bored, whether we are hurting, Jesus is always, always, always where to go. He is always just what we need. He is the best. So I've learned so much. I've been encouraged so much. And I loved having uh, Wells wrap us up in terms of our guests because I feel like he shed light on a really cool way to think <laughs> that that I thought would be fun to address in this last podcast wrapping up the series, but also because in a specific Jesus time that I had, this same issue was brought up and God really, really... <sighs> grew me <laughs> in this area. So, and it's in the area of boundaries and it's not directly tied to what Wells shared or even the mental health series, but I think healthy boundaries are a huge key area to have down if we want to have good mental health <laughs> Oh, so I will tie this all together, but I have to take you through my Jesus time to get there. Um, So the impetus was Wells talking about how when he prayed, God, help me know you and love you more. And at that point, God took away his drive that apparently for 23 years was masking all these other emotions, all these other hard emotions. And God took that away so that Wells had to finally feel things. And that that was a big deal because I think we know as Christians not to let our emotions lead. Like we get that, right? We know the Jeremiah 17, 9 verse. It was one of my life verses for a long time. And the verse says that our heart is deceitful above all else. It's desperately sick. Who can understand it? So we would not want something like that leading us. Sure. However, we would do well to pay attention to our emotions. There is something about not letting your emotions lead, but getting curious about your emotions that leads us to wholeness, that leads us to a deeper relationship with Jesus and our brothers and our sisters as well. And so I'd love to take you to my Jesus time and all that God did because I think it's a really big deal. So I went on this retreat with my husband. It was called a dream retreat. And it was a very cool time where uh, uh, six of us, so three couples, uh, 
and four facilitators would spend a few days together um, through this guided, uh, these guided exercises to help us know how God has worked in our lives, when God has uh, been most alive to us, when we knew we were in the center of God's will, and then what was blocking us from experiencing that life all the time. And as Frank and I are getting to our kind of empty nest um, season, we thought, man, this would be a really good time to figure out what's next. We can seek God. And we do have our Jesus times. And I, I love my Jesus times in my home with my Bible, worshiping and praying. And I also love those Jesus times where I can get away and make a greater space for Jesus. And this was a space of a few days. So ooh, talk about your, your multiple day, day Jesus time. This was really, really good, you guys. And if you ever have a chance to do that, I strongly recommend it. So we're at this dream weekend and there was so much that God did and that God showed me. Uh, God, met, God met me in so many places in my heart and it was very sweet. The one area specifically that was tremendously helpful and life-changing was this area of boundaries, and I wouldn't have called that at the time. So the way this came up was I had a, a friend who I love so dearly, and she has been through trauma and hard things. I mean, hard, hard things. Uh, none of the guests on our show, so you don't know her, <laughs> but, but a, nevertheless, a friend I love quite a bit. And because I'm learning how to be a good friend to those struggling with mental health and having struggled myself, I wanted to create space for this person to share. I wanted to be understanding and empathetic. I wanted to step up in the areas where I was falling short so I could be a better friend. What was happening is in certain conversations that we would have, whether through text or, in, or uh, over the phone, uh, I would leave those times feeling frustrated or angry or defeated, or discouraged, all these emotions. But I thought, well, I, 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 I don't know what this is, but it's not about me, so let me just not pay attention to these emotions. Well, what happened when I didn't pay attention or get curious about these emotions is I would spend several days in misery, and my joy was affected, and my other relationships were affected because I couldn't give uh, encouragement. I couldn't have conversations and connect with others because I wasn't fully present because I was burdened with this, these emotions that I wasn't paying attention to. And then, and then I thought maybe I should get curious. I had heard to do that and let me just try to figure that out. So I asked the Lord, Lord, why am I angry? Why am I frustrated? And I asked my husband, who was very insightful and very wise. And, and the reason I was feeling those things is because, inadvertently, my friend was hurting me in these conversations. I didn't know that. Can you believe that I didn't even know that that was happening? With uh, accusations or um, neglect or whatever. Like I, it, I'll go more into detail later. But I was being hurt. I didn't know it. So in this dream retreat, as we were thinking through when, we, when God worked in our lives and 
I had some really cool stories where God showed up, where I knew I was in the center of his will. And then I came to the part where what is blocking me from living this way all the time? And the thing that was blocking me was not having healthy boundaries. And the way I phrased it initially, because I couldn't even process what that was, is my uh, my areas of being blocked and experiencing God fully and walking in all he had for me was um, my own limited capacity. I, I didn't have the capacity to love the way I wanted to love and serve the way I wanted to serve. And then in discussing it with these amazing people of God, the facilitators who led this weekend, it turned out that everyone has capacity. <laughs> Plot twist, everyone has limited capacity, which is why healthy boundaries are necessary. And that's how we came to figure that out. So, so that's the million dollar question, right? Well, what do I do and how do I, how do I even set healthy boundaries, God? Is, is this something I can do or I should do? What does it look like? And so I'm just going to walk through with you what that looked like for me. And if you are someone who loves to serve, loves to give of your time and your resources and your efforts and your attention, um, and you have found yourself frustrated and defeated and discouraged and hating the people you want to love, then maybe maybe you need boundaries too. So, okay, so how, how did I figure this out? How did I go about this? Okay, so the very, very wonderful facilitators of this weekend, a specific shout out to Mark and Christine Wavell. I love you guys so much. You guys really helped me and um, I just want to give you just so much thanks and thank you for walking in everything God has for you. So they sat down with me even after the time and they talked with me about these boundaries. And they shared stories of uh, having difficult relationships where they would uh, come home and take it out on each other. And that's when they knew. That's when they knew they had to set boundaries. So that's step one. I didn't know that my emotions, my negative emotions, my feelings of defeat and discouragement, or anger, that those were enough for me to say, I need boundaries. I I did not believe that that was true because we have to sacrifice. We have to suffer for Jesus. Um, Yes, but there is wisdom and I was being foolish. I was being blocked from all that God had for me walking forward. So, okay, so step one. Okay, if I have those feelings coming out of a situation or relationship or interaction, that is a cue that I need to examine my, my boundaries. Okay, so that was really cool. Okay, so God, I have these emotions. I need boundaries. I, what does that even mean? Okay, well, something else that Mark and Christine walked me through were um, figuring out what is it that I want? What are the things that I want to ask for. And this was a big deal because I would have uh, my husband who loves me seeing me frustrated in these interactions. And he would tell me, well, honey, you just need to do this or say this because he's really good at boundaries. He's very wise. And I would hear him say those things. And I kind of knew that there was wisdom there, 
but it didn't feel right. And I didn't know what to do with that. And the reason that his advice did not connect to me at the time is because he was sharing with me his boundaries. If I do not decide what I want, to quote the Spice Girls, what I really, really want, (laughs) then I'm not going to be able to set and much less enforce any boundaries. So that was helpful too. I had never taken the time to think about, hey, what do I want in this friendship? Do I want this friendship? Do I want a mutual friendship? So I had to think about that. I was like, well, yes, I love her so much. Of course, I want a relationship with her. I want our friendship. I want a mutual and deep friendship. Okay. So if I wanted that, then what was keeping me from that? Again, what's blocking me from walking in all God has for me, including this sweet relationship? Okay. So I had to think through that. And that was really, really hard. And um, Mark and Christine continued speaking with me throughout the night. Um, And I didn't know what those things were. But they shared with me a framework to understand how to present these desires whenever I figured them out. And I love how they, I love how they shared this. They said, start with requests. Before you set boundaries in a relationship or a situation, you have to ask for what you want. Guys, I had never heard that before. Or maybe I had and it just didn't connect. We have to make requests. And I love the word requests because I was not ready to go into this relationship and say things like, if you don't do this, I'm out. That's not what I want. And honestly, for me, boundaries was always something that would distance a relationship and I didn't want that. So start with requests. And then if they say, oh, of course I will... Um, agree to that request. I had no idea that you felt that way. Then problem solved. And it's so simple. They just didn't know. And if they say, um, I don't know what you're talking about. That request is ridiculous. Then you need to think about, okay, what are you going to do then? And that might be where the boundaries come in, but you have to start with requests. And so I was literally like shaking when they were talking to me about this because I was so fearful. I was so fearful of, of losing a friendship, guys. Ugh, it just felt weird and it felt wrong. But they continued to explain that after the requests are made and you receive the response of the person, then you have a decision to make. And the way they framed it is you will either choose radical respect or radical mercy. And radical respect means, okay, you are not honoring my requests. And because this request is what I need to be healthy and to walk unhindered in all that God has for me, I need to put up this boundary. um, And it may look like removing myself from the situation, maybe the relationship. That's radical respect. The other side is radical mercy. Okay. You know what? you are trying or you don't know if you can honor my request, but you want to try or whatever the case is. uh, And and you've decided, okay, I'm going to walk alongside you and I'm going to show radical mercy. 
And those two responses after making my requests helped so much in terms of what I knew I had to do. Ugh, so now comes the hard part. Now comes the hard part. <laughs> I had to figure out what I wanted. You guys, I don't I don't know if it is as hard for you as that is for me, but it really is. It really took work. So I went to bed that night and I it had trouble falling asleep because I was thinking through well, what do I want? What do I want to ask for? I don't even know. And then faithful God that he is, he wakes me up at 5.30. You guys, I was wide awake. I mean, super alert, eyes wide open, my brain was racing. And there's something about that 5.30 a.m. time when everything else is quiet and God is right with you in intimate ways that the Holy Spirit in you starts helping you process. And I got my phone and I typed in the notes exactly what my requests were to be. It was very clear. It was very clear to me. And I realized too, I had to let my friend know that she hurt me because that's what friends do. We let each other know and we hurt each other so that we can apologize and make it right. And so our relationship can be restored. So I had to let her know the hurts and I had to let her know the requests. So I had two hurts and two corresponding requests. I, I don't know that I need to go into what those were, but I will say they were crystal clear and they were at the heart of exactly what I needed so that my interactions would not end with discouragement, anger, defeat. I was like, okay, okay, here we go. So I'm still nervous. I'm still excited. So the next day at this dream retreat, um, it ended with the leaders, the facilitators praying over us. And that was so beautiful. And when they were asking for specific prayer requests, I said, you know, I have all this work that I've done on boundaries and, I, and I'm ready to implement it. But I think there's a lie that I'm believing and the lie is this. I believe that setting boundaries, even healthy boundaries, means distance in a relationship. And I don't want distance in my relationship. I want unity. I want love. I want, I want friendship. I want deep friendship. So can you guys please pray for me that I would believe what's true? And they prayed for me. You guys, I hope you're sitting down because... The next day, the next day, God answered that prayer. And this has been transformative for my life and setting boundaries. Okay. I was reading through Leviticus. I know Leviticus. Where God lays out all of his laws and commands and regulations and statutes and all of that stuff. Right? And what's another word for laws and rules and decrees? It's boundaries, guys. God's laws in the Old Testament were his boundaries with his people. Does that make sense? I'm like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. And I read this in Leviticus 26, 46. These are the decrees 
regulations, and instructions that the Lord gave through Moses on Mount Sinai as evidence of the relationship between himself and the Israelites. (laughs) Whoa, (laughs) whoa. You guys, God's decrees, regulations, and instructions, his boundaries were evidence of the relationship between himself and the Israelites. God could not have more clearly told me, sweetheart, (laughs) boundaries are not distancing in a relationship. They're evidence of one. They're evidence of an intimate, close, meaningful covenant relationship. And I was blown away. And I was so encouraged and I felt so, so excited because what was on the other side of this hard conversation that I had to have with my friend? A deeper relationship, a deeper relationship. And that was a big deal. Now, I will say this uh, verse that I read, again, Leviticus 2646, this version is in the New Living Translation and the other translations do not use the word evidence. And that's okay because I'm not building a doctrine around this. I'm not, I'm not building a doctrine around this. But I think that the Lord had me read this version because he was answering my prayer. And I think even without the word evidence, it is clear that God loves his people. There is no greater love in the universe than the love that God has. The scriptures tell us that God is love. And God is also boundaries. And they're not separate. They're not opposed to each other. They are, I won't say one and the same, but they are, they complement each other. They complement each other. So uh, boundaries allows love to work best. And so I was uh, transformed. I was excited. And Guys, when when you receive truth and uh, direction in your Jesus time, how stupid is it not to implement that right away? <laughs> so, so also, so the next day, um, I also called my friend, and I was shaking. I was very scared, and we had a very, very, very long conversation, and it was hard, and there was some resistance to what I was sharing. Um, and, and it was hard, but because I knew the benefit of the boundaries and I knew that my requests were going to help me be a better friend, not only to this friend, but to others and everyone else around me and have a better relationship with God. I was able to stand firm and push through because I knew it was on the other side of that. So when she protested or misunderstood, I didn't back down, which I would usually do out of fear or out of uh, lack of desire to have a conflict. But I was able to push through because I knew, because God showed me that there were good things on the other side. So at the end of a very long conversation, my friend agreed to my requests and we continued talking even after the hard part, probably for an hour And it was really sweet and it was really encouraging. And I was just able to share my life with her and hear from her life. And, and, and it was great. It was great. And then moving forward, 
Um, because after Jesus tells you something big, you, you have to continue to obey it. And sometimes that's challenging. But can, moving forward, um, the Lord just put in place in my life as a reminder, hey, you need to let her know when she hurts you in the moment it happens. In the moment it happens. And I'm like, okay. I don't know if I can do that. I'm, I'm going to try. I'm going to try to not be a chicken. But my God, through his goodness, through, through his word, through his Holy Spirit, has given me a vision for what's on the other side of those boundaries. And, and because of that hope and that unity and that depth of friendship, I'm hopeful that I will continue to to walk in these healthy boundaries and wrapping that around and connecting that back to our mental health series, guys. If I had not listened to, paid attention, and been curious about these negative emotions, I never would have been able to process these with the Lord, with a community of believers and come out on the other side with clear truth, healthier, more whole, more godly perspective. And so uh, I, I want to thank all my guests again who shared so bravely, who are walking through their struggles, uh, paying attention to their emotions and bringing those to Jesus every time who can be honest about when things are bad and not feel like they have to stuff it down to play the part of a good Christian because God wants us to love him with all of our mind, soul, strength, and heart. He wants all of us. And that requires us bringing all of us to him, no matter how broken, no matter how ugly, no matter how sinful and no matter how long it takes. And so whether you are on your own mental health journey or walking alongside a friend who's on that journey, oh, I hope that you will find everything you are looking for in your Jesus times. I love you guys so much. God bless.